Previously on the campaign track. So, what? Uh, so that's why we're not supposed to go into section 28 because there's so, a cleanup so going what on. Is it that yes. Is yeah. What does it do? Well, it was some sort of transmutation magic. It's what turned all the coal into trees, you see. Do you know how much I found? Well, what I thought was being spent in t- section 28? 40 million GPs a year. You see, it's not 40 million in debt. It's 40 million in credit. They're making money. But how can your employees actually survive? The ones that are only on, like, 20 gold pieces, 20 copper pieces a week? Section 28, the cleanup that's going on in there, it's, it seems to have been going on for a while now. Yes, uh, about uh, 20 something years, I think. You know what, I think we should go and have a look at Section 28. Archibald Fletcher, would you like to accompany us to Section 28? Oh yes, and, uh, join us. Falcon Hoof, we start with a flashback to your time adventuring with Jamie. Uh, it's a day you remember quite well, a pivotal moment uh, that... Uh, Alas, was somewhat changed in the books, uh, but in this uh, part of the adventure, you and Jamie were climbing the perilous peaks of Perilla Doom, uh, upon whose summit rested the Crystal Sword of Destiny. Uh, so it wasn't too far off the books. The books. <laughs> um, uh, Jamie is supposed to draw the blade from the stone, a la King Arthur style, and strike down the Dark Prime Minister. Uh, so I'm going to do some post-production on this and make your voices slightly higher <laughs> to represent the fact that you. <laughs> Uh, so we see the two of you sort of running for your lives as a horde of skeletons are kind of chasing you, rattling and chattering. Um, with a combined effort, you both leap over a crevasse and put some distance between you and the bony boys. Uh, and uh, Jamie sort of stops to catch her breath. And she goes, We're nearly there. It's just up ahead. Thanks for coming, Falk. Not a problem. I would I would do anything with you, my best friend, in this uh, constant adventure against the Dark Prime Minister. Not Dark... Dark... Is it Dark Prime Minister? The Dark Prime Minister, yes. Yes, good. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry did I break the illusion there? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I would do anything in our adventure against Dark Prime Minister Thatch. I worry sometimes, you know? What, what if I can't do it? What if I'm not the chosen one? What if it's all been for nothing? Jamie, I, we've been friends for as long as I can remember, and, you know, I've always, you've, you've always managed to pull things through. I mean, we've gone through hard times before. This is probably our biggest challenge yet, but I know, between you and, I, I, even if you're not the chosen one, you're going to be my chosen friend, and Aww. as long as we have that, we'll, we'll get through anything. Oh, that's Aww. so sweet. Oh, uh, Falconhoof, when did you get so gosh darn wise? Well, you know, just just what I've picked up in my adventures. I'm uh, sure so I will be known for my wisdom in the future. <laughs> uh, across the crevasse, you see the skeletons are sort of standing on one another's shoulders, and then they kind of fall across the gap like a sort of bridge, and then the other start, the skeletons start charging across. Uh, you and Jamie run as fast as you can, following the trail, and before long, you can see it. The crystal, shark, the crystal sword lodged in a stone plinth. Uh, you look at each other and you run, sprinting towards you, uh, sprinting towards it, but the skeletons are catching up. Can you quickly roll initiative for me, Falcon Hoof? I can, give me one second. Please don't die in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> the twist is, I was a ghost all up. along. <laughs> uh, sorry, what was, that, uh, what was that again, sorry? Initiative. Initiative. Uh, that is a seven. Cool, everyone rolled really bad initiative that time. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jamie goes first. Uh, she uh, has a little rapier that she's wielding, and she's going to aim it at the swarm of skeletons. And she gets an 8 plus 3, uh, which does not hit. She swings and bounces off the skull of one of the skeletons. Uh, Falcon Hoof, it is your go. Hey, <clears throat> I'm going to go for my... That's the point. Do I still have the same items? Yeah, you've got the same yeah. items and stuff. Okay, um, in that case, I'm going to go straight for the trusty quarterstaff. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to... Uh, there's two skeletons, isn't there? 
Uh, there's like a swarm of them. I'm treating. Oh, there's them a swarm of them. Like okay, brilliant, good stuff. Uh, so I hit one of them. Um, oh, that does not hit. I imagine that is a eleven. Ooh, no, that does not hit. Uh, again, your your uh, quarterstaff goes bonk uh, against one of the skeleton skulls, and it just goes. Meh, 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 meh. Uh, is that a, an accurate s- skeleton noise? <laughs> That is what skeleton. That, as a biologist, I can tell you that is the noise that skeletons make. <laughs> That's the noise the skeleton makes when, it, when it's waiting for its breakfast. Uh, the skeleton swarm goes next, and they're going to aim at Jamie. That's uh, 17, so that's going to hit. And they are going to do. Eight points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, okay, and uh, it's Jamie's go again, so she's going to. Do a firebolt at Oof. the uh, skeletons. Uh, you hurl a moat of fire at a creature or object within range. Make a ranged spell attack, uh, which she will do right now. Uh, and that's a natural twenty. Okay, cool. Uh, so she does two d ten damage. Uh, that's sixteen points of damage. Uh, she blasts um, several of the skeletons away, um, but there's more coming. And uh, Falconhoof, it's your go. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to go for the uh, skeleton, I think, which attacked Jamie. Yeah. Um, and I am going to do uh, I'm going to do a flurry of blows on this one. So Ooh, after you take the yes. attack action on your turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Uh, I'm not okay. fully. I'm not fully. You know comprehensive of what a key point is but i'm gonna i think one. you've got three of them uh, excellent okay so one's getting used in this flashback because i imagine okay. that doesn't really matter for the rest yeah, of the story. yeah yeah so i'll start with the quarter staff which won't hit that is a 12 uh, that just hits oh brilliant um so that's 1d6 plus two uh that's eight bludgeoning damage yep um, and then unarmed strike number one it uh, does not hit that is okay. a an eight nope oh but that one does uh, that is 25 wow yes that does hit <laughs> uh, that's just three bludgeoning damage but worth doing cool yes okay uh, skeletons go next and uh, they're going to come after you falcon hoof uh, ooh, 10 versus AC. A, that's not a hit. Okay, cool. They, they swing wildly in your direction and, uh, uh, their, their blows go glancing off. Uh, as you're kind of beating them back, Jamie looks over her shoulder at the crystal sword. It's, it's close, but so far. And, uh, she says, I've only got one spell slot left. I'll cast a fireball and run for it. Do you think you can hold them off? Leave it to me, uh, Jamie. I will hold them off to the best of my ability. Uh, so Jamie casts fireball at the uh, horde of skeletons Uh, a 20 foot radius sphere of flame uh, every creature must make a dexterity saving throw the skeletons do not have great dexterity Uh, that is a 4 which is not going to do it for I think it's minus 1 here Um, and so they're going to take 8d6 fire damage Oof. Yeah. I'm going to have to use an app for this one, I think. Uh, so they take 21 points of fire damage. Nice. Which is pretty good. Uh, so there's probably about a dozen or so left uh, as Jamie goes uh, rushing up the hill. Uh, Falconhoof, it's your go. Um, first of all, I want to make it clear that I'm in a very cool stance at the moment, you know, just sort of like holding my <laughs> ground. Just want to make sure that's translated well. Um <clears throat> Uh, I will go for my quarterstaff. Um, tell me, am I able to use my quarterstaff in a kind of like sweeping blow yeah. here? Yeah, so I can yeah, maybe hit take one a or few two. Out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's do that then. Damn it. Um, that's 15. Yeah, that hits. Excellent. Uh, do you want me to roll again for another one? No, just roll it one. I treat them as a swarm because okay, like, they've each got like three hit, hit points and you just take out a few with a, with a blow, yeah. All right, okay, perfect. Um, okay, so that is uh, uh, three bludgeoning damage. 
Cool, cool, cool. So that's one at least. Yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, skeletons are going to come after you now. Uh, 16 versus AC. I imagine that hits. Uh, that is a tie. Oh, yeah. A tie goes to the roller. Usually. Yeah, so that hits. Okay. Uh, so uh, maybe like uh, keep track of this um, HP uh, separately to your regular HP. Uh, so you're going to take ooh, six points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. As they bash you over the head with their bones. Um, <laughs> Do they have any uh, weapons? Jane... Or are they uh, just bones? Yeah, I think they've got like rusty swords and clubs and things. Yeah. You know, skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie's going to make a strength check on the sword. Uh, and gets a natural one. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I think she says, I, I can't punch it. It's stuck. Uh, I, I believe in you, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> uh, roll a charisma check. Charisma check. Uh, da, da, yeah. da. 16. Okay, yeah, she uh, she continues to try to pull the sword, and uh, you you think you see it move uh, uh, slightly uh, one inch. Uh, Falcon Hoof, it is your go. Um, yeah, I'm just going to keep hitting them with the quarterstaff, if that's okay. Clobbering them, yeah. Um, damn it. Uh, that is 11. Uh, does not hit. Uh. Uh, so the skeletons are going to try and clobber you now. Uh, well, that's going to be 10, which I don't think hits. Uh, no hit. Uh, so they're, again, trying and trying, and uh, they just keep uh, missing you. Uh, Jamie's going to make another strength check. <laughs> it's a three. She's not doing very well. Um, Everyone's kind of flailing she, around on top of the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> so did a lot of, uh, yeah, she uh, pulls out her sling and uh, fires a rock at one of the skeletons that's coming at you instead uh, and gets 13 so that's going to hit uh, and does 10 points of bludgeoning damage uh, and has cleared a couple away in front of you and she says uh, help me with this Falk, maybe together we can move it Um, does it my go? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, just just for the sake of uh, imagery, I am going to fly over to the sword. Yeah, of course. Uh, can you make a strength check, and I will make one as well. Mm-hmm. Ooh, eighteen. That's good. Nineteen. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Uh, so together, you uh, you keep pulling and pulling and pulling until it feels like the skin, or in your case, feathers on your uh, hands, is about to be ripped off. But then the sword moves inch by inch, screaming with crystal on stone, until suddenly, with a great movement that brings a gasp of silence, the crystal sword is released from the stone. The two of you look at it in awe, the transparent blade glittering with rainbow light as the sun dapples against it. Below, the skeletons are rushing towards you. Jamie strides forward, falcon hoof at her side. She slices the sword through the air and a blast of magic hurls through the horde, flattening them all in an instant. Jamie stands for a moment, wreathed in multicoloured flame, her cloak billowing in the wind as her hair streams out behind her. She turns while the skeletons crumble in rainbow fire, and she says, <laughs> Well, I guess they're boned. Uh, Falcon Hoof <laughs> chuckles. <laughs> uh, we cut back to present day in inverted commas. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, everyone else. Hello. Hello. <laughs> So you are heading uh, back into the main shaft where you first entered the mines. Uh, Haldar uh, is heading towards the mine carts uh, so that you can all head to section 28. Uh, as uh, he's going, um, you can see that uh, Peter Mortillo and Sir Fletcher are kind of uh, talking to each other in uh, hushed whispers. Uh, what would you like to do? I shall sneak up on them and listen. Can I join you in Make a sneaking? stealth check. Yeah, make stealth checks. Yes. Am I stealthy today? <laughs> Let's find out. I should get my dice out. I am not stealthy. Um, I'm like 11 stealthy, so... What did you get? I got nine. Okay, I'll see what their perception is. Yeah, okay. Uh, they look over their shoulders at you and just 
glower. Hello! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you just hear Sir Fletcher go, shut up, we'll work something out. Uh, Haldar says, um, oh, Jamie, I'm uh, taking you and Sir Fletcher with me as security. If anything goes wrong, I want some <clears throat> insurance. Uh, and Fletcher says, uh, if I go, I'm going to bring my bodyguard with me. What, what? And he indicates this giant ogre with a suit and tie that's kind of looking down at you quite intimidatingly. And, uh, says, and Haldar says, well, in that case, Jamie gets to, uh, and your team may come as well, if you want. I oh, thought we were going anyway. Oh, yes, of course you are. Yes. Uh, Haldar, Jamie, and Sir Fletcher get into the first cart, and it goes uh, speeding off. Jamie gives you a little wave as she uh, uh, vanishes into the tunnel. Uh, the next car arrives for you, and uh, you go to pile in. Uh, but it doesn't start moving uh, immediately. Uh, can you make a perception check? All of us. All of us? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, I have 19 20. today. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you see that one of the wheels is slightly loose, uh, as if someone has taken out the uh, bolts holding it to the cart, and it's about to start moving. What do you do? Um, can I use my mage hand to hold them together? Ooh, that's a good idea. Thank um, you. Hmm... I feel like you should roll for this, but I don't know what you should roll. Um, just an arcane check, just to see how good you are with your magic. Yes. Um, that's going to be a 14. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll say that. That works. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, car, um, trundles along and you see some of the, um, uh, the, the cleanup crew who, who are still in this main area in their hazmat suits, uh, who look, were looking kind of excited as you started to go, but when the wheel doesn't fall off, they look genuinely disappointed. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, sorry, you've skipped a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I have not uh, noticed any of this, so I just smile and wave at them. Hello, guys. Hello, <laughs> hello. Hi. Is there a bit of deja vu going on here? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Right, sorry, I'm just going to the next point in my notes. Um, you can actually hear the sound of Joel like throwing away three or four sorry, pages Joel. of notes. <laughs> it's alright. Uh, as we'll the minecart goes, um, it, it's kind of uh, struggling against the weight of having so many people in it. It's used to just having tiny trees in it. Uh, but eventually you start heading down a slope and uh, it speeds you uh, past the loading bay and out into the main work site. It's quite a gigantic area. Uh, a sprawling cavern of hundreds of pillars with tracks winding between them. Each pillar is surrounded by scaffolding and there are hundreds of people working on the rock faces, chipping away to reveal, reveal trees embedded in the stone, much to Tilda's annoyance. Very annoying. That's not how uh, you grab trees. But as we, as we swing past them in our minecart, as we shoot past each other like that, vote Fable for better employment rights! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, make uh -oh. a persuasion check. Just. <laughs> uh, I am not very persuasive. Five. Okay. Um. I don't think they hear you. I think they just hear what? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, you see trees, trees being pulled out of the rock and tossed into carts and uh, you know moved along conveyor belts and things. Um, uh, as you're passing pillar after pillar, uh, up ahead you can see the track uh, diverts in two different directions. One that's heading towards this kind of giant pit uh, in the middle of the room, uh, in the middle of the, the cavern, and the other which is heading through another tunnel. And you see somebody again in a hazmat suit next to the kind of track movie uh, lever and is trying to pull the lever. Uh, what would you like to do? It's trying to pull the lever to divert us into the pit. Yes. I would like to fire off a quick arrow at him. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Non-natural 20. Ooh, cool, yeah. He you fire it. away, and uh, as the, as the uh, person is trying to move the lever, uh, it twings off, off his head, and he just goes uh, down onto the floor. Uh, and you zoom past and uh, through a tunnel. Falconhoof looks it... back and goes, did we just kill him? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> that's really clear. <laughs> I don't think he's very safe lying there, but... Yeah. <laughs> Is he lying on the track? 
Uh, no, no, he's lying beside it. I'll say he's probably gonna be fine then. <laughs> he's, he's gonna be fine, uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, you arrive uh, somewhat um, later than uh, Sir Fletcher and Jamie and Haldar. Uh, that as you as your cart comes to a stop, uh, you see that uh, they are already kind of zipping up their hazmat suits. Uh, Jamie is arguing with someone who is trying to take her sword away uh, for safekeeping. Um, you, this room has quite a low ceiling uh, with stalactites and stalactites, uh, between which are long metal poles with the hazmat suits on uh, coat hangers, uh, with their masks at the bottom in little boxes, and uh, they have, you know, their their tanks and hoses uh, pinned next to them. Uh, towards the east is the lo- a large set of metal doors that say Section Twenty Eight with Danger Do Not Enter, um, and. Uh, yeah, Haldar looks at you and goes, hmm, you, you took your time, uh, everything okay? We yeah, were just we... taking the opportunity to enjoy <laughs> the lovely atmosphere that has been built up in these mines. Yes, we're uh, very okay. much interested in the tree digging up process. Yes, uh, uh, leaves on the line. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> uh, Sir Fletcher is looking a little perturbed that you've shown up uh, as he uh, zips up his hazmat suit. Pelicos smiles at him. Ooh. <laughs> um, so you start putting on your own suits. Uh, Tilda, it's a bit of an uncomfortable experience for you because they don't really have any halfling-sized ones. They've got a dwarf-sized one. Uh, I'll try a dwarf-sized one, but the crotch kind of hangs down to my knees. And yeah. I've had, had to roll the sleeves up about eight times. Um, <laughs> I look a bit silly. It looks a bit silly, but uh, you know, you're, you're going to be safe. Uh, and uh, What about uh, the mask thing? Is that going to fit? Uh, yeah, it just about fits. Uh, it's not It's not a comfortable fit, uh, and you have to keep moving it around your face uh, so you can see properly. Uh, you see, uh, the they are bright orange, incidentally. Nice. These suits. Nice. And uh, they have a little uh, chariot HNT symbol uh, on the breast pocket. Uh, it has a symbol of a hand carrying a torch that says chariot HNT behind it, beneath it even. These, uh, these are not particularly fetching," <laughs> says Pelicos. Speak Would you for like yourself. one in a more fashionable colour? Um, <laughs> it doesn't go with a helmet. <laughs> Nothing. Goes There's a problem with the there, duckling. <laughs> Nothing is ever going to go with a helmet. Well, you say that. <laughs> There's uh, an equally silly armour somewhere. <laughs> well, you did see some equally silly armour. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Silly in a very different way, I suppose. Um, so you head up towards the large metal doors, uh, and there's a kind of more of these uh, clean-up crew grunts uh, who are sort of standing in front of it, uh, and they say, "Sorry, guys, uh, need to decontaminate you before entry, uh, just to be safe." Yeah, and uh, they spray you with some just horrible-looking. Um, oil-like uh, substance. Why uh, do you that... need to decontaminate us before we go into the contaminated area? Uh, they look at each other and start sniggering. <laughs> as it's uh, entirely necessary. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, you're free to go. And uh, they continue to giggle at each other, uh, having just sprayed you with some foul-smelling uh, liquid. Although, because of your mask, you can't actually smell it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Slowly, the huge metal doors open with a scream of metal. Beyond you, you see a set of stairs uh, heading up a flickering orange, uh, heading up to a flickering orange light. Uh, Haldar pushes his way forward and holds his head up high, trying not to look like he's exhausted. Uh, Jamie hangs back to talk to you. Hey, Falk, let's be careful about this, yeah? We don't know what kind of crazy things might be going down in there. Remember that time we infiltrated that warehouse full of zombies who were trying to steal the voter registrations? Yeah, but we, we, we sorted them out, Jamie. We showed them who was boss. We I think we should enter this situation in exactly the same way as we always have, uh, very carelessly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get some action going. You get the old boomerang out, I can load up my slingshot with some fire potion. Hey, remember that time I hit the palace guard in the face with a balloon full of cow dung? That was hilarious. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, the, the, the chase afterwards wasn't great, but um, no, no. But <laughs> gosh, I love uh, nostalgia. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm older now, so I'm trying to separate myself from the, uh, you know, the 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 more um, 
p- p- pranky juvenile actions of our, <laughs> our past. But the prank of juvenile parts are the best bits. Uh, you finally enter Section 28. It looks nothing like the mining operations you've seen so far. It's a wide open space with large metal machines that clank and whir, lights flashing as shapes come out of small doors and drop onto conveyor belts that wind their way around a dozen or so machines. There's a lot of hammering, drilling, clinking and clanking. There's a furnace that stands towards the centre of the room, uh, it's metal falling into it while molten and sludge coming out the other end pouring into moulds. Right at the centre of everything is a massive circular chamber with a chimney rising right up to the ceiling, 20 feet up. There are people all along the conveyor belts, all in hazmat suits, but their hoods uh, and masks are kind of drawn uh, up so you can't even see their faces. Uh, Haldar is leaning over the railing of the little entrance platform and he says, What the fuck is happening? Uh... I say, this is not what you were expecting to see. I thought you worked here. No. I've not been here for since the the leak. This is... Looks like a factory. What's going on? And he rushes down to the uh, factory floor. Uh, What do you do? Can I roll an investigation check? Uh, Yes, go for it. Uh, what are you investigating specifically? I'm investigating um, A, why Haldar is uh, so confused by everything that's going on here, and B, just working out in general what they're trying to produce, if this is a factory. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, but in any case, that was a 13. Okay. Uh, Haldar seems, like, genuinely confused. Um, and what they are producing, uh, you look down onto the conveyor belts and you see swords and spears and shields and knives and... Uh, bows and arrows uh, you see a lot of weaponry and uh, I think you also spot that uh, towards the end of one of the conveyor belts uh, they are blasted with some kind of um, weird uh, gunk and then the weapons turn into trees and then are shipped out into the rest of the mine uh, is, is huh. it oh, weaponry wait, wait. or weaponry can I see if Fletcher and Mortillo are surprised by this or whether they look like they know what's going uh, on Yes, they're standing right behind you and have closed the doors and are looking quite smugly down at you. Um, they've closed the doors so they've... How can Fletcher look down at me? Shut us in this <laughs> yeah, Oh, well, okay, yeah, he's not looking down at you because he's a gnome and he's quite small. But, yes. Uh, he, he's looking down his nose at you, I think. He's, he's somehow Scary. managing that. Uh, uh, I think Jamie, like, draws her sword uh, and uh, Sir Fletcher says... Uh, there'll be uh, time for that later, my dear child. I think you should save your strength. Uh, I turn to them and say, Now, here is the point where, if there's an evil plan, you explain it to <laughs> us now. <laughs> well, isn't it obvious? And he gestures down to the factory, to the conveyor belts, and says, uh, We're making weapons. And disguising them as trees. Yes. Um, How else would we ship them out of the country? That sounds highly illegal. And also very very impractical. That is the least functional plan I've ever heard for weapon (laughs) smuggling. (laughs) The one one crazy moment I thought this was a massive disarmament factory. (laughs) Turning weapons into trees. That would be no No, no, no. You are just stupid. (laughs) No. Look, Possibly it's very simple. Well. We're incredibly clever, you imbeciles. We make the weapons. They're incredibly magical, incredibly powerful weapons. We use the lich lichen to turn them into trees. They disguise themselves as trees because the, uh, the transmutation magic is only temporary. And then we ship them off to the dark lands of Gothmoor, where they buy them at an incredibly inflated price, I'll add. And then they turn them back into weapons. It's all, it's a brilliant smuggling uh, technique. Oh, you know, what else would the Dark Lord of Gothmoor use weapons for but to, uh, you know, subjugate and uh, destroy all of her enemies? <laughs> well, there's uh, no part you... of democracy here, is there? <laughs> why, why would you want to help her? Well, she's buying and uh, we're selling. 
Have, didn't think that this mine ran entirely on uh, goodwill, oh, did no, you? I thought it ran on, on The money has to come from somewhere. And sometimes this is what you'll learn when you get into government, if you ever get there. You have to make decisions that some people might find uncouth. That's why you keep them hidden in a mine, so that nobody sees them. The people or the decisions? Well, both. <laughs> I call that Rancaudus. Oh, do you? Yes. <laughs> uh, below, you see Haldar is kind of uh, running around saying, Who's in charge here? I demand to see your section leader and, and, and stop these machines at once. I order you to stop this instant. Uh, the workers reach up and take off their masks and their hoods and uh, their suits start to shimmer for a moment as if an enchantment is dropping and uh, Sir Fletcher says no it's alright they don't need to see the disguises it's not as if they're going to leave this place uh, Tilda you have a feeling of abject horror as you see the true nature of these hazmat suits revealed, uh, they are not hazmat suits at all. As the enchantment drops, you recognise them as robes. Clerical robes. Oh. Are and they dark clerics? Are they, they like the dark clerics of Thatch? Yes, indeed. They have the very same robes that you saw in your village all those years ago. And these cultists raise their contaminant hoses and they are encircling uh, Haldar. Uh, what would you like to do? I would like to kill the whole flipping lot of them. Uh, <laughs> so, can I fire a lightning arrow at them, please? Yes, go for it. Cool. Uh, 23. Yeah, you do it. You, you shoot a couple <laughs> of them. Uh, roll some damage. Eight. Eight. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I think you, you uh, electrify uh, one of the um, uh, clerics who falls down screaming. Oh, uh, good. At that Take sound. that, you bastard! <laughs> uh, do you all sort of uh, rush towards where Haldar is being encircled? Uh, no, actually. Um, can I ask, what's the sort of layout of the room that we're in at the moment? Are we on a sort of raised position? Yeah, you're on a sort of raised platform uh, above it, and there's like stairs going off either side uh, down into the sort of main um, factory area. It's kind of like a circular area. There's a kind of domed uh, chamber in the middle with a chimney coming up, uh, and then there's all the kind of machinery around it. I have a plan which I don't think is going to work, but for the sake okay, of for, for the it, sake of yeah. entertaining storytelling, um, yeah. so we've got this machine which is pumping through all the various weapons, and then there's a bit at the end which is um, pumping out the sort of fluid that is turning them into trees, right? Yes. Could I throw my boomerang at the uh, nozzle, if you will, mm. of that um, fluid thing to hopefully? Um, make it spreads around the room that we are elevated Ooh, to. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, uh, go for it. Make an attack roll. With your boomerang. Attack roll. Uh, that is a 17. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you, you hurl your boomerang and it goes around the room and uh, knocks the nozzle and it sprays the, uh, the the liquid all over the place and uh, yeah it hits a few of the weapons and uh, I think it's going to hit some of the people and I'm going to make two of them roll constitution saving throws uh, one of them fails and the other one fails as well uh, yeah so the uh, liquid hits the skin of uh, these people who now have their hazmat suits down uh, and uh, they start screaming as you see their faces turning to wood and leaves sprouting out of their skin and they oh roll around God. on the floor as they're slowly <laughs> turning into trees Jolly and good. it's quite horrific <laughs> and I, I turn round to Fletcher at this point and say that's the thing about your henchmen their bark is worse than their bite oh, oh! oh! <laughs> yeah <laughs> he looks at you and says that person had a family, you know. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> oh. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, as you're making this commotion, uh, the door in the central dome chamber opens and another figure in a hazmat suit strides out. 
they see that everyone else has uh, let down their disguises and he starts to let down his as well uh, and Haldar says and who might you be? and uh, this uh, clerical leader says I only happen to be the section leader of this here factory I only happen to be in charge of this whole operation I only happen to be the most powerful living thing in this entire mine I only happen to be very eager to see the fulfillment of my 25 year plan and I only happen to be very much inclined to have you chained to the ceiling and tortured for a bit does that answer your question? Oh, it's him Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Jamie seems oblivious and uh, is like standing on top of the the railing and he goes over my dead body come on gang let's fuck shit up and uh, she <laughs> leaps down and uh, starts uh, wailing Fucking on the uh, clerics <laughs> uh, what would you like to do? join uh, yeah can I can I do a spell? yeah, yeah I'll give spell. you a surprise one. I would like to conjure woodland beings just to see what happens Oh, uh, what does it do? It conjures woodland beings. <laughs> and then they do stuff. Like they can, Conjure. like, you know, attack people on your behalf and stuff. Okay, <laughs> conjure woodland beings. Let's see. Um, you summon fey creatures that appear in an unoccupied space that you can see within range. Um, whoops. Uh, you can choose one of the following options. Uh, one fey creature, uh, of a challenge rating of two or lower. Two fey creatures of a challenge rating of one or lower. Four fey creatures of a challenge rating of blah, 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 blah. Uh, what kind of, um, creature would you like to summon? I don't think I get the option. Okay, let me see. Fey creatures, <laughs> fifth edition. <laughs> I think you fey have creature. to choose because then otherwise I choose something cool. You, you can pick something, you know, really unhelpful. Alright. Um, roll a d20 for me. Okay. So I've had this spell for ages, although I will do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, 16. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Fifteen. Oh, uh, you summon a leprechaun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, a very confused-looking leprechaun furry appears. Leprechaun. A furry leprechaun. A furry, uh, not fairy. Furry. A furry uh, leprechaun. Which one? Both. Uh, okay. A furry, fairy. <laughs> a furry fairy. A furry fairy. A furry fairy. Uh, a fey leprechaun. Uh, so yeah, this. Um, Leprechaun appears uh, and is going to do your bidding, I suppose. Uh, I will give them the same initiative roll as you, so would you all like to roll for initiative? Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yay! I'm just thinking, a lot of my knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons is going to be largely informed by whatever voice Joel decides to give this leprechaun. <laughs> oh god. Um... <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Seventeen. Seventeen. Twenty. Ooh. Eight. Um, that was a one. Okay. I mean, uh, um, initiative's not like. No, I know, gonna, but it just, it, just, it just feels bad. It does. Uh, Tilda, you're first. Uh, so you can have your leprechaun move as well. Uh, I will send you a stat sheet for the leprechaun. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you go into the chat, I've sent you a leprechaun. Leprechaun stat sheet. How did you get this so quickly? Uh, Google, my friend. Ah, I've got a leprechaun. It's got a warhammer. Real. Plus ten to hit, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> How long does the spell last? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> does it last until it gets killed? Uh, or when the spell ends. I quite like the idea of indefinite leprechaun. <laughs> Basically, the, the duration of this battle. They can conjure a psionic rainbow. <laughs> what? That's, That's all I've ever wanted to be able to do. Local magic, yes. Each creature that is hostile to the leprechaun and that can see the rainbow must succeed on the DC 16 constitution saving throw, taking 10 necrotic damage. 
or the failed throw or half a spot or the successful one. Creatures that take damage from the rainbow are then immune to this effect for one day. Let's do that! Okay, you cast... Uh, the, the leprechaun casts a uh, psionic rainbow. Uh, you see this uh, band of multicolour <laughs> flying this over This is not the... a challenge level one creature. <laughs> it's not, is it? I think... Yes. This Good. is challenge level 11. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. All right. Fake creature, 5th edition. Uh, Am I not? No, we're here now. We're here now. No, we're here now. Don't <laughs> take my leprechaun will... away. I You're will... not going to take this away from us. Come on. All right. I will I will lower its stats somewhat. Um, uh, just half everything okay. I can do for now. Uh, that's the easiest way of doing it. So it will do uh, five necrotic okay. damage or half as much What's as necrotic successful damage? constitution. Uh, like necromancy. Um, so it's like Flesh like withering. Oh, cool. Yeah. That, that kind Let's of thing. Let's totally do that. Uh, so, yeah. They're going to make a constitution saving throw. The clerics. Uh, I'll, I'll call it a DC 10. Because I feel like that's a bit better. Uh, the clerics pass. Mr. Morgan first. Uh, fails. So he takes five points of necrotic damage. Uh, okay, uh, Mr. Morgan first goes next, and uh, he picks up a claymore from the um, conveyor belt, uh, and it sparkles with magic as he swipes it through the air, and he sends a shockwave uh, heading towards all of you. Okay. Can you all make dexterity saving throw? Ah! Yes. No, because my screen's full of leprechauns. Um, fifteen. <laughs> uh, seventeen. Twenty-two. You're good. You're good. Ah! Tilda, was it? Okay, you're all good. You all dive out of the way as this um, shockwave goes uh, ramming through the uh, air. I ride the wave. Uh, <laughs> uh, Haldar um, goes next, and uh, he looks absolutely terrified. And he looks around uh, his beautiful mind and says, "This is outrageous." You're using Section 28 to empower the most hideous and terrible people in the world. It's unethical. And uh, he says, this is business. This is how we survive. You think you can afford to keep all your workers employed with just these tree sails? You idiot. These weapons are keeping you afloat. And uh, he just slaps Haldar across the the face and Haldar goes down. Uh, He had like three hitch points. (laughs) Uh, Pelicos, Europe. I turn to Sir Fletcher. Mm-hmm. I lean down. Oi, squirt. Mm. And I hit him with the hat. Oh, okay, go for it. Hit him with your hat. Yeah. It's for Hammerhelm. Yeah, go for it. 19. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, that hits. It's 3d6 plus 3 bludgeoning. Okay. And he's got to make a strength save of at least yeah. 10 or be knocked back 10 feet and fall prone. Cool. Oh, that's disappointing. Only 13 damage. Okay. Well, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> uh, cool. Sorry, I, I might have missed this. Was, was that a hat? The hat's got like oh, a yes. big yeah, I, I have a helmet. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. It's got a big hammer on its on his helmet. Sorry. Yeah, it's, okay, sorry. Like it's the world's fasty. it's the world's ugliest it hat. It looks like one of those hats. But it's incredibly powerful. I like I like the idea that Falkenhoof has only now just realised that he's wearing this hat the entire time. <laughs> Did you not notice the hat? It's a look. It's incredibly Falken, powerful, Falken, but Falken it's incredibly unfashionable. <laughs> this is how well I wear it. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, buddy. Jamie goes next. Uh, she's going to raise the crystal sword and aim it at Mingus. Uh, 16 plus 9, that is going to hit. Uh, and 1d12. Plus 7 points of damage. Plus. Uh, he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, which he fails with a 6 and he's going to take 2d6 radiant damage 
gets another 10 points of damage. Ursula's cool, having cool, a cool. Ursula is. Oh, yeah, I need to put Ursula in the. <laughs> in the. Um, uh, in the initiative rules. Okay. Uh, Sir Fletcher goes next. And uh, he turns to you, Pelicos. And uh, he is going to make an attack with his short sword because you're in quite close range to him. Uh, ooh, that's going to be 23 versus AC. I imagine that, that does hits. hit. Yes. And he does uh, five points of piercing damage. Oof. Oof. So he does a slash. Uh, Dareth, you're up. All right, I slash like... make off! Oh, no. <laughs> so, Mingus Mergwerfel, what was his name? Mingus Mergen first. I would like to say, Mingus Mergen first. You are the Mergen worst. <laughs> <laughs> As I cast Dissonant Whispers on. Ooh, wisdom saving wisdom throw, save. I believe, isn't it? So I'm just imagining he has uh, Mergen worst rattling around, bouncing off each side of his skull. <laughs> Twelve? That, that doesn't save, I'm afraid. Ooh, okay. So he's going to have to take a whole... Is a burger worse to find sausage? <laughs> 24 damage. Well done, Joe. Hopefully he will be <laughs> at the end of this. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's 24 uh, psychic damage. Okay, cool. Uh, the clerics go next. And again, I'm having them act as a swarm because that's always the easiest way of doing it. The clerics are going to cast a firebolt at... Tilda. Oh, I'm fair. Uh, I think it's their main go-to. Is see a halfling burn it. Um, <laughs> uh, 18 versus AC. Uh, that hits, yes. Yep. Uh, so Ouch. you're going to take a bit of damage. Oh, only two points of damage. Oh, oh that's right. Fire damage, Ow. but... Um, uh, Falcon Hoof, you're up. Uh, I turn to Sir Tom. Uh, and so Tom? Yeah, Fletch, no, it's not Tom Fletcher. Fletcher. I've got Tom Fletcher in my head. My goodness. Please, Archibald Fletcher. Yeah, please edit that out. Um, I turn to Sir Fletcher and say, I already said my cool thing, and then hit him with the quarter stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, that is a 16. Uh, yeah, that hits. That's 1d6 plus 2. Uh, that's going to be oh, four points of damage. Okay, cool. That's uh, so the dog goes next. Uh, she's going to try and uh, run at the clerics to defend Tilda's honour. Uh, and that's a 14 versus AC, which just hits. She's a good dog. And she does three points of damage. Um, and yeah, I think she, she put, pins one of them to the ground and starts growling in, in their face. Uh, so back to the top of the order. Tilda, you're up. Right, is this me or my leprechaun? Uh, le- leprechaun. Uh, whichever, whichever order you want to do right, it in. I would like to set the leprechaun onto Archibald with his warhammer. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, yeah, roll, roll them bones. Okay. Uh, plus five to its attack, I think, rather than plus ten. Uh, that does not hit. Okay. Cool. It's uh, uh, your go, Tilda. Right, uh, but I would also like to. Ursula's over there, isn't she? Yeah, she's uh, with the clerics. Wagging her tail. I will deploy my Robin Hop hat and take a couple of uh-huh. more shots at Sir Archibald because I really don't like him. I think no. That's his fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, so there's my first shots. Twelve. Uh, that does not hit. Fifteen. Uh, that does hit. Oh, excellent. That does four points of damage. Cool, cool, cool. Excellent. Uh, Mr. Morgan first goes next. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he he deploys his claymore again. Uh, yeah, can you all make dexterity saving throws? Ah, shockwave goes rippling out. Fourteen. Fourteen. You're good. Thanks. Uh, natural twenty. Oh, you're good. You're doing well. 19. Uh, Okay, uh, Tilda, you're going to take... That's a lot of rolls. 12 points of uh, radiant damage. 
Okay. Uh, Pelicos. Yes! Well, seeing as there's all these people around Sir Fletcher, I'm going to sneak in and attack him with my sword. Okay, go for it. So, um, basically, I'll if I do hit him, it'll be an extra 3d6 yeah. damage. Ah, sneak attack. Yes! And that would be a... Well, it's a 15 plus... Oh, that hits. That yep. hits. Okay, so we've got short sword. Ooh, that's... Even with a... Damn, that's not nice. Um, 7, 10, 11, 14. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's looking bloodied. Uh, uh, he's not happy about this. Uh, Jamie. I am. Jamie's next. Uh, she runs up to uh, Mingus, uh, looking quite irritated, and she goes, I trusted you. You betrayed me. You used me. I'll fuck you up. And Mingus says, We had to get you down here. We tried for years getting your cousin to work here, and you still didn't come. Making you run for Parliament was the... And then he clears his throat and goes, Oh, it was the best thing I ever did, didn't I? Uh, I don't... Uh, that's his terrible impersonation of Alzar. <laughs> Ooh. I don't understand uh, why you need Jamie to turn. If you're quite happily churning out weapons and selling them to some dark goth woman, uh, why do you need Jamie here at all? It's a good question. Uh, so, Jamie's going to attack Mr. Mingus. Uh, it's a 17 plus... Yeah, yeah that hits. Uh, and she does eight points of slashing damage plus uh, ten points of radiant damage. So that's eighteen points overall. Uh, yeah, Mr. Morgan first is looking bloodied as well. Uh, Sir Fletcher goes next, and he pulls out uh, a short bow and is going to fire uh, two shots at uh, Tilda. Because you fired two shots at him. <laughs> uh, that's a natural 20. Oh! Uh, and a 17 versus yeah, AC. Yeah, that hits too. They both hit. Okay. Out. Okay, so that's going to be... Uh, wait, wait, wait. I, can I react? Uh, sure, go for it. Can I react by casting shield? Ooh, Ooh yeah. Nice. Oh, no, no, I can't. It's self. It's self only. Ah, Damn okay. it. Ah. Sorry. Okay, so... Uh, uh, I look on helplessly. <laughs> uh, Twelve points of piercing damage as you are hit by two small arrows that go dunk dunk. Oh, I'm struggling here. Uh, uh, Dareth, you're up. All right, I'd like to um ah. Uh... Fletcher and Morganwurst and Nicholas together. No, they're kind of like uh, opposite ends. Uh, Morganwurst is up on the on the platform. Uh, sorry, uh, Fletcher's up on the platform and Morganwurst is down in the melee. Uh, right. And is anybody standing close to him? Uh, Jamie and the clerics and Ursula. Is there like a fifteen foot radius where I can hit Morganwurst and some clerics, but not Jamie and Ursula? Uh, I'll make Jamie do a deck save if you call out or something. Yeah, I'm gonna do, yeah, so I, I just sort of yell Jamie, shift it! <laughs> uh, so she does a deck save. Uh, 19 I think is probably, probably gonna, gonna do it. Fine, yeah. um, anybody yeah. who isn't Jamie shifting it could do me a constitution save. So, uh, Mingus, Mingus gets uh, 13? Does not save. The clerics get uh, 15. Alright. So the clerics save, so they take half damage. Okay, cool. Mingus doesn't, so he takes the full... Oh, wow. 21 damage. And the Ouchie, clerics mouchie. take 10. As I cast Wowza. Thunder Wave. Yay, Wowza. Thunder Wave! Is he pushed back as well? Pardon? Push back? Is he pushed back? Um, He's been... Thunderstruck! Push ten feet away from... <laughs> yep. Push ten uh, feet okay, away. Yeah. Uh, Mingus is uh, thrown back uh, against uh, the doors to the central chamber. Boom! Uh, uh, the clerics go next, and uh, they cast uh, another firebolt at Pelicos. Uh, 
god! Uh, 16 versus AC. Uh, that would hit. Okay. Uh, uh, unless you're put casting shield. It's an attack or targeted by magic missile. Does that include magical Fireball. attacks? I'm going to say it does. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, it's uh, plus five bonus to AC, so my AC becomes 20. Oh, so yeah. Okay, so you're good then. Boom. Uh, it goes, the firebolt goes pinging off your magical oh. shield. Uh, Falcon Hoof, you're up. Uh, so where is Mingus in relation to the clerics now? Uh, he's about ten feet away from them now. He's been uh, knocked back by the thunder wave. Um, would you say that uh, there is a relative line between me, the clerics, and Mingus? Sure, why not? I, I feel like you're planning something, so go for it. Um, having watched uh, Dareth make this incredible thunder wave move, uh, Falconer says, Oh, I forgot about this, and takes out his staff of thunder and lightning. <laughs> very, very Which, which up until that. this point has not been used because I haven't looked <laughs> up, but I just looked it up there, and it's going to be used a lot more often. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so I have, if, a, I have so a character in a different campaign who has one of these. Oh, yes. Uh, so yeah, so Falconhoof is going to cast Lightning Strike. Uh, you can use an action to cause a bolt of lightning to leap from the staff's tip in a line that's five feet wide and one hundred and twenty feet long. Each creature okay. in that line must make a DC seventeen saving throw, taking nine D six lightning damage on a failed save or half Yowchie. as much damage on a successful one. Wow. Okay. okay. The uh, clerics are going to make their save. Uh, three is not going to do it. Uh, Mingus. Uh, five plus. I don't think whatever he's got to that is not going to do it. So yeah, uh, roll them bones. Okay, uh, this is going to take a while. Hang on. I've got an app if you want. How how many how many dice is it again? Nine d six. Nine d six. Crispy fried cleric. Thirty seven <laughs> points of damage to Mingus. Woo. Wowzer. He's not looking good. Uh, do the clerics take half? Did you say? A. If they save on their dexterity throw, then they take half. Okay, so 37... Uh, sorry, how much was it? Yeah, the clerics... Uh, I think there's like three left at this point. Uh, Ursula goes next. Uh, she bounds up to Mingus and is going to try and pin him to the ground. Uh, that's a two. That's not going to do it. So he goes right past him. Oh. Uh, uh, Tilda. She did her best. I to obviously, I still won't be letting them about. I would like to cast cure wounds upon myself if that's alright, because I'm quite ouchy. Okay, yeah, go for it. Okay, so I rolled 12. Yeah. Is your leprechaun going to do anything? Okay, so he's got his warhammer, and what he's going to do is leap on the back of Ursula and charge towards the clerics and try and take (gasps) them out with his warhammer. Ooh, okay, (laughs) sure, yeah. like she's some kind of maniacal battle steed. Yeah. I'll give you advantage then. Yeah, roll, okay. roll twice on this. Yeah, this just looks amazing okay. in my head. So, so. Uh, okay, my first roll is a nine. Uh, okay. Uh, second roll is a six. So it looks more amazing than it actually is. Uh, nine plus okay. five though is fourteen, oh, yeah. and that does hit the cleric. So roll some damage. Roll just roll two d four. I would say two d four plus four. Let's say. Okay. Yeah. 11. 11 points of damage cool uh yeah i think there's two clerics left now you knock one of them uh, the the, the uh, leprechaun knocks one of them clean out and the leprechaun says that was very satisfying <laughs> it was impressive to watch <laughs> i'm not doing a terrible perfect, perfect. It could have gone better on my head <laughs> uh, oh it's meant Mer- to be Irish. Mingus goes next. Uh, Falconhoof, can you make a wisdom saving throw? Oh, okay. Um, uh, that's an eight. Okay. Uh, you feel a crushing uh, hand wrap around your throat and you are lifted off the ground. Uh, and Mingus looks at you and goes, Now then, I only happen to have your good friend in my grasp. I only happen to be fully prepared to snap his neck. I only happen to think you taking another step closer is all the provocation I need. Uh, and Jamie says, Hey, hey, don't hurt him. We'll just leave and we'll never tell another living soul about this whole thing. Right, gang? 
I'm just looking at how my eyebrows have sh- um. shot up to like, about a foot above my head. Um, I, I, I assume Falconhoof can't say anything. No, not at the moment. No, no okay. Uh, what do you do? Oh, 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 can I try something? Go for it. Can I cast Charm Person on... Mingus? Yes. Okay, uh, do I have to make a so charisma wisdom save? Wisdom save. Uh, it's non-natural 20. Yeah, no, yeah, that saves. Okay. He knows I was trying to charm uh, him. Yeah, uh, he gives... Uh, he gives you a look and says, mm, You might think you're charming, but uh, it ain't gonna work on me, my friend. Anyway, I only happen to be just wanting that fancy sword of yours, child. How about you hand it over and maybe your friend gets to breathe again? So Jamie um, freezes, uh, looking at her sword and then looking at Falconhoof uh, as he's struggling in the grasp of uh, Mr. Morganfest. If there's anything I can do um, in my situation to emotionally convey to Jamie not to give up that sword, Falconhoof does that. Uh, make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Yeah, that, that sounds probably fair. Um... Uh, nine. Okay. Uh, she says, I'm sorry, guys. He's the only family I've got. What about Haldor? He's like a brother to me. Who is your uh, actual Haldor, family? Haldor, down on the floor, she goes, I can't let anybody else get hurt. And uh, she starts no! to hold out the sword towards Mingus, who is... Don't uh, do it! Uh, oh! uh, what do you do? Other than Howling um, Noman Union. I throw <laughs> myself at her and try and rugby tackle her to the ground. Ooh, make a uh, strength check. Seven. Uh, okay, I think you knock her slightly and uh, she... Uh, cause I have sorcery points. I am going to convert one, hopefully, into a spell slot. Okay, go for it. Which means then I can try and cast sleep. At Megan first. Yes. Good. Okay, cool. Go for it. He doesn't have a lot of hit points left, so this is a very good move. Is... So, um, casting time one action, and I need 5d8. Check Pelicos. Right. <laughs> Come on, guys. 25. Yeah, he falls asleep. And uh, Falcon Hoof, you are released, and uh, you fall yes! clattering to the floor. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, Jamie runs up and like uh, gra- grabs you in, in a big hug. And goes, oh, thank God, Falk, you're alive. That was scary stuff. Uh, Jamie, why, why would why would you give away the sword? Well, you know, the sword's just a cool prop these days. I don't really need it anymore. I couldn't let you die on me. Jamie, that that's, that sword is is everything that we fought for back in the day. It's it's our legacy. I suppose you're right. But I've been keeping it clean, polish it every day. Not a nick on it. Well, I can see that. that, that there's a lot of glitter on it, though, I notice. <laughs> oh, the glitter is my fault. Sorry. Uh, can you all make a perception check for me? <laughs> Ouch. Perception. I'm not feeling good. 18. 7. Okay. Uh, 12. Mm-hmm. 16. Okay, Dareth, you just see uh, Sir Fletcher... Uh, sneaking his way past you all uh, and heading towards that central chamber and you just see him turn back and look at you as he disappears through the door. I'm going to sprint after him. Uh, do, you fo- do you all follow? Yeah. Yes. I think uh, I do. Falcon 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 I didn't moment. perceive what Derek is yeah. running after but I'm going to follow them. I think I'm swearing okay. very loudly as I'm running. Fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. But you're uh, fucking there, you fucker. <laughs> Uh, Falcon Hoof, you uh, and Jamie kind of stumble your way towards it, I think. Wait! You're not uh, dead yet! <laughs> it's only mostly dead. Uh, within the central chamber, you see uh, firelight illuminated, uh, illuminating a curtained wall opposite you. Uh, the ceiling is only about seven feet above you. Is that seven uh, feet above and me? And you can see seven this... Seven feet above me. Uh, yeah. Uh, above Light Pelicos, who I think is the tallest of you. Um... It's possibly um, eight feet above me, given yes. the helmet. <laughs> so, uh, the um, yeah, there's the central column with this sort of chimney that reaches into the roof and then disappears beyond it. Uh, Fletcher is standing in front of the curtain, 
uh, kneeling and uh, breathing quite heavily from his wounds, uh, you see white smoke coming from behind the curtain, and there's something metallic grinding behind it. Uh, he looks up at you and says, This is... I, I say this is the end of the line for you. I'm just here to finish the job. You you don't realize what you're in for right now. Ah, these mines, they go all over the city and under it. Took us a few years to figure out just how far we needed to get and where we needed to start digging up. You see, Section 28 is in just the right place. We had to make sure everyone got out of here first. That's why we caused the leak in the first place. Transformed all the tree into coals. That's all the coal into trees. We cleaned it up quick, but that wasn't what we were really here for. And uh, he reaches up and pulls the curtains apart, and you all take a step back in horror as mist swirls and fog blurs until you see what lies behind. A great face of iron looks from the wall. It's taller than Pelikos could reach if he stood up with his arms up high. Uh, The chin rests on the floor, and the scalp, crowned with curling hair that frames the whole head, slants back into the rocky wall. It's a grotesque visage, a display of lunacy, vile and gut-wrenchingly familiar in its obscenity. The mist clears with whirls of wind that blast from the horrible mouth, almost knocking you off your feet. Yet you stare unblinking and unbelieving into the hated face the face of a thousand nightmares the face that nearly crumbled the country to pieces the face that curdled a million (laughs) bottles of milk (laughs) the face of thatch written and produced by Joel Corder. It starred Aim Phoenix as Dareth Moonbeam, Stephen Poor as Pelicos the Various, and Joanne Hall as Tilda Northwanderer. Falconhoof was played by Chris Beatty. The voice of Jamie Childs was Jamie Scotter. The theme music is The News Team by Dr. Hollywood. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can follow The Campaign Trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast and at soundcloud.com forward slash joel dash corner that's j-o-e-l hyphen c-o-r-n-a-h and at joelcorner.com in next week's episode the bitch is back can our heroes hold off the iron thatch it's a battle like nothing you've heard before until then go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure adventure